Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word that we meditate on this morning is our first lesson from Isaiah chapter 42. And I want to reread those words for you. They are printed out in the service folder if you'd like to have those in front of you and follow along as we uh, go through our sermon today. Again, this is God the Father speaking to God the Son, his servant, who would come and fulfill all righteousness for us. Isaiah 42. God says, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you. And will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. This is the word of the Lord. My son, it's time. It's time. You've been living on this earth for 30 years and and for the most part has been a basic, normal human existence, learning and working and growing. But yet a 30 years, unlike any other that has been spent on this earth, 30 years of perfection. 30 years of living under the law, obeying it perfectly, obeying your parents perfectly, obeying your heavenly father perfectly. But now is the time. Things are going to change. And not that these 30 years haven't been difficult already to keep the law perfectly, but now things are going to get really difficult because you're going to go and you're going to preach words of reconciliation and you're going to be rejected by many. You're going to go and reveal the truth of my word and Many are going to try and set traps for you. The work that you will now undergo will be hard. And you'll be tempted at times to maybe give up. But my son, you know this is the way it has to be. You know that not only will your words be rejected by money, but you will be rejected. And and rejected so much that someday they'll take you and make you suffer. And make you go through the most awful, gruesome death you could ever imagine. But my son, you know this is the way it has to be. And you knew this time was coming. You've known it long before now. You knew it way back in the before creation. And in the garden, when when we created that first man and woman, and they chose death over life, and I promised that I would send you to be the one who would crush the head of the serpent. 
and that I would send you at that time that had been appointed, and my son, that time is now. You knew this time was coming. You knew that it would be difficult. And I give you the promise that I will be with you. I, the Lord, the God of free and faithful grace, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one through whom all life is given and sustained, I'm sending you to fulfill my promises to my people. I have called you in righteousness to go and to live for my people and to die for my people, to do what they cannot, to free them from their sins, from their darkness, from their prison, so that they might have light and life through you, with me. And as you begin this difficult work, I will be with you. I will uphold you. I will walk with you every step of the way to give you strength, to carry out this important work that I have called you to do. And now I have proven that to you and to the world. Because as you went down and you were baptized in that Jordan River by John, you were clothed with that power from on high. You entered into those waters of baptism, not be, like for the reason that everyone else does, for the forgiveness of your sins. But you entered into those waters of baptism and you were baptized by John that those waters might be for all people a river of righteousness. That through the waters of baptism they might receive your merits. That you might take on their filth and their guilt and their sin and their shame and that they might receive your holiness. Your righteousness, your, their, your right standing with me, your heavenly Father. And in those waters of your baptism, my son and my servant, I anointed you with the Holy Spirit. As you came out up out of that water and you saw that dove descending on you, the Holy Spirit, you were clothed with power from on high to go and to begin this important work of saving sinners. And you heard my voice. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased to assure you and to proclaim to the world who you really are. That promised Messiah. That one who I promised to send to fulfill all righteousness. Just like you told John before you were baptized. That you came to carry out this important work on my behalf. Oh, and son, what work you will do. <laughs> you will open up the eyes of the blind. You will make the lame walk. You will unstop the ears of the deaf. You will raise the dead. And you will confirm the faith of those who follow you by all these miracles. And at the same time, Cause those who oppose you to reject you even more. And your work will not be done in the temple courts in Jerusalem. 
but you'll carry out your work in those villages, in the outlying areas, among common people, even among the Gentiles. This important work of going and showing our compassion for my people. Your compassion for sinners will be evident and known to all. You will go and, and, and you will have such compassion for people that the lonely and the distressed and the hurting and the broken will be just drawn to you. You will have so much compassion for your people that it will lead you to suffer and die for them. But my son, even more importantly than opening up the physical eyes of the blind, you will open up the eyes of the spiritually blind. Because you will go from here, from these waters of your baptism, and you will proclaim the word of God come into flesh. You will make known those Old Testament scriptures that both point to you, proclaim you, and prophesy about you. That you are the fulfillment of them. And you will proclaim that word of God with power and authority and all its truth and purity. To call sinners from darkness into light. To call them from unbelief to faith. You will proclaim the word of God and forgive sins with your authority as God. To release prisoners from their shackles of their regret. And the prisons of their guilt. That they might be free as they come into the light and the love of us, their triune God. My servant, my son, I will make you to be a covenant with my people. A covenant, a promise that I am a God who rescues only because of my grace and everything that you, my son, will do on their behalf. That I establish with them a covenant that I love them and that they are forgiven and that through you they have the promise of an eternal life with me. And this covenant is not just meant for a few. It's not just meant for the Jews. But you will be a light for the Gentiles. That you are a savior for all people. That you will live and die and rise again for every sinner of all time. You will come and establish this covenant with my people that they may know the grace of their God. And son, you know this, this will not be easy. The temptations are going to be fierce. You will be tempted like no other human ever has been before. But you will endure. You will win the victory. You will overcome. You will go all the way to a cross as every sin of every person is laid on you. And you will crush the head of that serpent just like was promised thousands of years before. And don't forget that as you go, you have been anointed with this power of the Holy Spirit. That I will be with you. And I will uphold you because you are my chosen one in whom I delight. You will bring justice to the earth. Through you, my wrath will be subdued. Through you, 
Sinners will be reconciled to me. Your perfect obedience is replaced with, with their disobedience. Their eternal death is satisfied in your death on that cross. And as you carry out this important work, son, my servant, my chosen one, the Savior, you will go and fulfill all righteousness for all people so that they might know my righteousness. Dear baptized children of God, this same Lord, this same God of free and faithful grace who speaks these words in Isaiah to his servant and his son and our Savior speaks to you through these words too. That he has called you in righteousness. That he has called you into the righteousness of Christ. That in your baptism, God claimed you as his child. That in your baptism, though you didn't see or anybody else there didn't see the dove descending like, or the Holy Spirit descending like a dove, yet, at that, as that water was placed on your head along with those words that Jesus has given us in baptism, that Holy Spirit entered your heart and give, gave you the gift, of, gift, the gift of faith to believe in this Savior, this servant, the Son, Jesus. That in your baptism, your Heavenly Father was watching as that water was placed on your head. The Father was watching, and you know what he proclaimed as you were being baptized? This is my child. This is who I love. With them I am well pleased because of the work of Christ. In your baptism, your sin and your guilt and your shame and your re regrets, all of it, were washed away. And you were given the robe of righteousness of Christ to wear, to stand holy and blameless and pure and sinless before him right now and always. In your baptism, you stood side by side with your Savior, and that transfer was made to you. His perfect life, his death for sin, his resurrection and victory over sin and death was given to you personally. My friends, this is what your God has done for you through your baptism. You are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And you are set apart. Anointed. Like Jesus was. Anointed to be going to begin his ministry, to begin his work. So you too are set apart and anointed to go. And to live in this righteousness that God has called you into through your baptism. That you go living in this world wearing those robes of righteousness to show the world who your gracious, loving God is. To go into, and as the promises here to you through Isaiah, that he upholds you, that he has chosen you, and that with his word he will sustain you. And in that word you put your hope. And in that word, you grow in that faith and that knowledge of your Savior, Jesus Christ. Because you are set apart to grow in your righteousness. To grow in that knowledge 
of your Savior and all that he has done for you. And you are anointed and set apart to go and to share this with your family, with your loved ones, and to the ends of the world for all whom Christ has lived and died. Set apart, called from darkness into light, called from spiritual blindness into faith, into spiritual sight, set apart and called to go and live in righteousness, knowing that it's the Lord who called you, who goes with you to strengthen you and uphold you and keep you. You know, this Sunday, this baptism of our Lord, we, we recognize this every single church year. It's always the Sunday right after Epiphany, and I think it, it doesn't often get the focus it deserves. Yeah, because we, we've got this high of Christmas and Epiphany, and then kind of our, feel like we're on the downswing now, but this baptism of our Lord, let's not overlook its significance. Let's not overlook what this baptism means for Jesus and what it means for us. That he, at this moment, as he is, comes up out of those waters and that spirit descends on him and that voice of the Father proclaims who he is, is beginning his public ministry to save sinners, to save you. And at this moment, it's here that his eyes begin to look forward to what would happen three, three years later. A cross and a tomb and a victory for you. Let's not overlook the significance and the importance of Jesus' baptism both for him and for us. And I think our baptisms too, we sometimes overlook their significance. Because well, maybe it's because for many of us, it happened when we were so small. Maybe just days or weeks old, we, we don't remember it. You know, maybe you have a piece of paper that showed it happened. Maybe there's still some people around that can assure you, yeah, I was there, you were baptized. But I think, even more so, we forget the power and the importance of baptism for every day of our lives. That you just don't say, I was baptized, but I am baptized. And what that means is that right now, I am a child of God. I am forgiven of all of my sins. I am holy in God's sight. I am an heir of eternal life. And that as I continue in this sinful world and to struggle with my sinful flesh, my baptism gives me power to say no to sin. It gives me power every day to go and drown that sinful flesh in the waters of my baptism and rise to be something new with Christ living in me and those robes of righteousness protecting me to know that my Lord and my God continues to come to me in the waters of my baptism and assure me that I am loved, I am forgiven, I am his right now and forever. Dear friends, you have been called into righteousness into the righteousness of Christ through your baptism. Cherish that righteousness. 
by the power of that Holy Spirit working through word and sacrament, hold on to that righteousness and look forward. Look forward to that day when you will stand in God's presence. All through the promise made you in your baptism that you are his now and forever. When you get to enjoy that promise of eternal righteousness with him. All these blessings are yours through our gracious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through the one who unites himself to you in your baptism. The one who is with you now and promises one day you'll be with him forever. Amen.